0: Heard weekdays from noon to 1. And uh, right now, we are going to switch gears. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association.
1: Okay, welcome back. Today, we are going to talk about one possible solution for what ails you, and that is... Medical marijuana, okay, here are some of the things that it's good for. Palliative care, nausea, vomiting, wasting syndrome, loss of appetite in AIDS, cancer patients, multiple sclerosis, ALS, fibromyalgia, pain, arthritis. Um, That's quite the list. Um, Medical marijuana is not supposed to make you high. It's a whole different thing. And in a recent poll conducted by the Ontario Pharmacists Association, 70% of adult Ontario, Ontarians agree that medical cannabis should be dispensed by pharmacists. And furthermore, there are a lot of people who say that in all the hoopla about legalizing recreational marijuana, which is something very different, um, medical marijuana is getting lost I am here with our trusted contributor, Billy Chung, from the Ontario Pharmacists Association to talk about this and to talk about medical marijuana. And before we get to Billy, I'm going to give out the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. He's going to answer your questions about medical marijuana and also about anything else that you want to talk about, um, ask about, because he's a big resource. Billy, welcome. Thanks for joining us. It's great to be here, Libby. Okay, so um, medical marijuana... why should it be dispensed by a pharmacist?
2: <laughs> you know, let me start off with that. It's it's funny. It, 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 one of the things I've done over the last, I'd say, probably year or so in kind of better understanding and learning all the things that are going on in this topic, which is very um, um, something that's very interesting to a lot of people these days. Uh, I've been using the term cannabis for medicinal and then marijuana for recreational. Okay, and that's
1: just, yeah, that just separates things?
2: Helps to separate it, helps to separate conversation because it's, uh, I think a lot of conversation now it can be it can get confusing the laws and things like that can get confusing and uh, so that's the first piece but uh, you know as a as a pharmacist I I tell you it's it's both fascinating exciting to have this potential for um, for a, a drug to be used and accepted more clinically through these times but at the same time it's frustrating in that the system uh, especially for pharmacists and you're hearing and that's why the poll was there is that the system isn't necessarily supporting the better access for people uh, and there's risk that down the road with recreation really um, uh, being more available that there's going to be this confusion and potentially recreational, marijuana being easily accessible, more easily accessible, than medicinal cannabis for people who could potentially use it.
1: Well, yeah. Now, the the thing about medicinal cannabis uh, is that it's medicine, and you have to understand, A, what kind to use, how much to use, how to use it. I mean, there there are, this much I know, there are two active compounds in Cannabis. One of them is THC, and that's the stuff that makes you high. And the other is CVD, am I correct?
2: CBD, Yep. Yeah.
1: CVD, and CVD is the kind that numbs pain and uh, the medicinal kind, and that does not
2: make you high. You know, the um, medicinal cannabis, I mean, the plant itself, it, it's, you know, we call it a drug, but it's unlike any other drug out there okay, it doesn't have a drug identification number. It doesn't have... We'll get to that's a big problem. (laughs) It doesn't have dosing guidelines. It doesn't have all that stuff. Um, And so there's a lot to understand. And, you know, what you indicated are two key components that we know about. So the THC and CBD, they act on certain receptors in your body and your body responds a certain way. Um, And so there's definitely a pharmacological effect from cannabis that has potential benefits. Now, when we look at a lot of the studies out there, a lot of studies right now, are um for for recreational use. so the data right now is a lot on recreational use, not much on medicinal use so the opportunity really here is to say, hey we can use medicinal um, cannabis we can get more people on it when it's the right time and usually it's not first line it's when your other treatments aren't working when other treatments aren't effective for the various conditions and so what happens is that okay well let's give this a try um, but it's fascinating there's there's opportunities to really um, take on things such as the opioid crisis Crisis. Yeah, uh, we can get into a whole bunch of stuff in this conversation.
1: Okay, yeah, but let's go to the phones. We've got Hal in Toronto. Hi, Hal. Hi,
2: hi,
3: Hal. Uh, it's Hal actually. Hey, Al. Oh, sorry. Oh, Al. Okay. Hi, Hal. <laughs> uh, you missed. Uh, good afternoon, anyways. You missed one very important condition, and that is Crohn's disease, which I have, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting for it to become legal and then I'll try it. But I know other people who are honest, and they say it helps.
2: So you, you know what? Me,
1: can
3: you get me more?
2: Yeah, things? Al, just yes. a couple of things. It is legal right now.
1: Medical, Medical uh, cannabis, cannabis is legal. Yeah. You need a prescription. And um, I, I, I want to get into this um, I'm going to let Billy answer, but, there, but there's an issue that uh, when recreational marijuana becomes legal, people are going to dose themselves and they're not necessarily going to be taking the right stuff.
2: Let me describe the system. I'll address the Crohn's piece in a moment. But the, the current system for legal medicinal cannabis is, and it's not even a prescription. It's what we would call an authorization. So the system right now is that you go to your doctor or a doctor who can authorize someone to take medicinal cannabis. Um, so typically, this is maybe a referral. It's a doctor that reviews and says, you know what? The, your current medications aren't working. Let's authorize medicinal cannabis. And there's a form that they fill out, and they fill out this Health cannabis Canada form. And it's this. It's the same as actually writing a prescription without any dosing or information on it except to say, hey, take this drug. And then that person takes that authorization and um, it's linked with a one of the licensed producers and they would submit the information to a licensed producer and then they have to decide what they're going to take out of all the hundreds of different kinds of medicinal cannabis that's available, which have different um, the levels of THC and CBD and um, uh, the effects are different. Like All of it is um, it's very complex. So there's the system isn't built to, first of all, allow you to easily access it because you have to get it through mail order and go through this authorization piece. It's not really set up like how you would normally get a medication, right? Normally you get a medication, somebody assesses, gives advice, follow-up, looks at what dose would be best for you, um, things like that. Al, um, in terms of Crohn's disease, yeah, there's potential for that because um, medicinal cannabis can have have an anti-inflammatory effect, right? So um, right. the uh, that could have that potential benefit. So certain people may benefit from it. It's just it's a matter of um, uh, just better understanding and seeing testing and then actually tracking some of this data. Because right now, again, because it's really not widespread and the the, the medicinal and recreational is all confused, we're not seeing all this data necessarily. And there's people using it that are benefiting that we may not have data on. So uh, what we're saying is that, you know what, there's an opportunity to have the system come from your pharmacy and your pharmacist being involved and um, being able to really actually then um, get some of the information, data, track any side effects, track any issues, all that stuff as well. But um, it is legal. You can talk to your doctor, um, but you would have to go through the current process, which is through a licensed producer through mail order and getting the proper forms done.
3: I see. Okay. Well, let's. I'll give it thought. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I'm taking a drug now, but it helps sometimes, and other times it doesn't. So uh,
2: yeah, give your talk to your physician and see. Now again, not all physicians are ready to prescribe. Well, or exactly.
1: Autorize. See, part of the problem is that for a lot of doctors, they say, "Gee, uh, I don't know enough Watch about, about this. I don't know what the right dose is." Yeah. So exactly. you have to find yourself a doctor that will prescribe it. Exactly. Exactly right. And good luck with that. Yeah.
3: Okay, well, well, thank you for your time.
1: Okay, you're very welcome. All right. Uh, so, how how would this be? improved if pharmacists could dispense it?
2: So I'll t- I can let everyone know right now, I, you know, being involved with the profession, that um, there's quite a lot of education taking place already to help uh, ramp up pharmacist knowledge. Because again, just like any other drug or new drug that comes along and things like that, their pharmacists are constantly learning and seeing and understanding new things. And so uh, what we're seeing is our associations, conferences, um, continuing education, a lot of that stuff is happening where your pharmacists are really getting very educated on medicinal cannabis um, and based on the current data that's available out there. Uh, and where we see it, first of all, one is your pharmacists can provide, your pharmacies out there can provide access. We have over 4,000 pharmacies across the province right now where people get their regular medications from. And uh, instead of the X number of licensed producers, I think the latest number is maybe 60 across the country. I can't remember the number right now. I haven't checked it lately. Um, but through mail order, um, you can get it within a system where can People get their regular medications, and there's potential for this. Now, when we're talking about pharmacies, we're talking about um, pharmacological medicinal cannabis. cannabis. We're talking about oils. We're talking about capsules. We're not necessarily talking about smoking the typical marijuana recreational stuff that's out there uh, in terms of where your pharmacist would be involved with. But um, what you'll see is that your pharmacist can then – first of all, I think right now some pharmacies are able to help you with finding that licensed producer – and finding the authorization, going through some of the paperwork and things like that. There's some pharmacies that are doing that already. Um, but down the road, what we're saying is that it makes the most sense to have pharmacists who are educated in this to be a part of the process, to be the ones that can see you're taking your other medications, whether it's in your any of those issues, um, to really help people along just like your other drugs.
1: Yeah, and it, it's it's not what you're thinking? It's not smoking a joint. Uh, I actually, uh, if people want to look up, uh, I'm Libby underscores Nymer on Instagram, and I before the show I took a picture with one of my colleagues, medical marijuana, and it's 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 in a you know a, a package, and it's oil. And uh, apparently you put it under your tongue because yep. I was about to rub some on my knees, but, <laughs> but I don't think that would work. Um, so uh, that's on Instagram, Just and that's just one of the brands. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a whole area. Uh, right now, we have to take a very quick break, but we will be back with more on medical marijuana. Uh, Billy is here to take your questions on medical marijuana, also on anything else, because he's a great resource He's a trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. The numbers before we go to break, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 4740 and we will be right back.
0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association.
1: Welcome back. I'm here with our trusted contributor, Billy Chung, and we're talking about mar- medical marijuana. And of course, he is ready to take your other questions as well. But let's get right to the phones. We've got John in Toronto. Hi, John.
0: Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Good Hi, John. Afternoon. Uh, my wife and I, neither one of us have ever smoked anything in our entire lives. But my wife, Does have irritable bowel syndrome, and I was wondering if the medical marijuana would help her with that,
2: and if so, how? It's, it's a good question, John. You know what? I haven't seen a whole lot of data and information on uh, IBS itself. Uh, and, and so again, it comes back down to just the amount of information we have on medicinal is uh, specific and limited to a number of different things, right? So it's the anti-nausea, it's the pain, it's the um, anti-spasticity and MS. There's There's some specific things where there is very good data. And there's things right. that... Don't have good data. Now, um, what clinicians are doing though with this, I think over time what you're going to see is they're, they're looking at the how cannabis works and how it works on the body and the systems it works on the body and the potential for it to actually have certain beneficial effects on certain conditions like IBS, which has an anti-inflammatory component to it. It has a potential. It's a matter of whether uh, the CBD component has enough of the receptors that it acts on to respond. Um, So, you know, one of the interesting things with medicinal cannabis is that the drug is actually relatively safe for a certain group of people that can benefit from it so under the proper guidance and, and follow-up and things like that there's potential for people to try things where their current existing therapy doesn't um so again this it takes on you know if, if it's if things aren't working there's nothing available to help then potentially this becomes one of these options um so i think down the road you're going to see more information you're going to see more potential uh and uh it, you know there are some clinics out there where there are some experts people who do deal with medicinal cannabis on a ongoing regular basis. Um, There are some physicians in the GTA that are specialists that have a lot of hands-on experience that we may not have a lot of data out of it, but they do treat people with it. And uh, that might be some of the channels where you might be able to talk to your doctor first and then maybe find some of these um, resources out there. There's also, again, as I indicated, some of these pharmacists are really getting knowledgeable on it out there as well, and you may be able to hunt one of them down at some point too.
3: Yeah, so I guess in short, though, um, she could try it and see if it helps
2: and uh, it's not going to do any harm if, if, uh, if it doesn't? So she would need to be assessed first to make sure. There are some risks for certain types of people uh, and experiences that they may have, but uh, you know, once a doctor assesses and says, you know what, you're not one of these people that may be at risk, then yeah, you know what, try it for a little bit, could potentially give you some opportunity to say, hey, there's something that may be helpful.
3: Okay, that's great. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Thanks for your call.
1: Bye-bye.
2: You, you know, I do have to say like as as a pharmacist, you know you see so many medications and drugs out there and i I talked a little about the opioids, yeah people that take sleeping pills and and things like that and and uh, those medications have a lot of side effects and have a lot of concerns when people take them and uh, when you actually look at the profile of medicinal cannabis and when used properly down the road, long term from now, I think there's potential where it, it can be something that people would consider to be safer than existing alternative options. It's not something that is after everything else fails and maybe better for people to try
1: well in terms of uh pain i mean it certainly i mean would be better than taking opioids and and uh, we just had numbers
2: out i believe yesterday on opioids and there are more prescriptions for opioids than ever before yeah it's crazy and you know what it it, it, there's there's no need for it and there's there's alternatives and there's ways for people to deal with it
1: okay let's go to donna in toronto hi donna hi how are you Hi,
2: donna
3: Um, I just want to say, um, putting cannabis in a capsule is not a good idea, first of all. Um, The capsule can hurt the stomach, okay, and the... um the other side of it is when you say that people should not get high on it. Well, let me tell you something. It's the best antidepressant. <laughs> um, it's good for depression. It's good for schizoaffective disorders. It's good for many psychiatric yeah. disorders. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you, you know, when, you, when the pharmacists are thinking of profit, they have to also think Of the benefits, the real benefits, and not commercialize it too much, just to make a big profit. You know what? You know what I mean? It's a need. It's a need. It's a good medicine. It's a natural medicine. There's nothing wrong with smoking it, but there's something wrong with putting it in capsules.
2: (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Donna, I completely understand with you in terms of the. there are lots of benefits to it. And your pharmacist is looking at it from a clinical perspective. And pharmacists need to. They're not looking at it from a profitable. It's at the end of the day, well, your pharmacist... if you guys
3: are... are going to look at it from a clinical perspective, as you say, yeah. then the current independent medical dispensaries are... Very good at what they do, they explain to you which one is gonna help you sleep. you know, I have cancer I've had it three four four surgeries already, yeah, and like I don't know where I get the energy, but I know for sure that it's from the from the marijuana from the cancer. you know that you know um they explain I explain to you, they explain to you yeah. when you need it for energy, when you need it for sleep at at, at what level you need it for
1: to eat. And I see nothing wrong with
2: it. So, Donna, a couple of things I'll, I'll address the
3: government
1: here. government can go hold of it. That's not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the, the other anyway, thing, Donna, um, yeah. in terms of. Um, uh, I, I I agree with you but um, you know what difference does it make how it's delivered not everybody yeah. likes to smoke the
3: capsules are no good I'm serious they're, well so they might not be good let's for you a,
2: let's address a few things here first okay. of all the the concern is the the dispensaries out there you know what I by all means, I'm sure a lot of them have lots of experience because mm. they're hands-on on it the concern Who is, is the we don't do we know do we, do where, just a minute just, just a, a second Donna, Donna.
1: Yeah, sorry, Donna you sorry, have absolutely. to let him yeah. respond
2: we don't know where the supply is because there's a legal supply and there's unknown supply. And yeah. so the licensed producers, I mean, I, I've seen and been to these facilities. They are like a pharmaceutical company making very high-quality controlled products. The topic topic about the high, well, again, depending on the person, you can actually get the benefits of medicinal cannabis without necessarily having the high and still get all the value from it. Uh, and lastly, capsules, and again, depending on where you're getting it from mm-hmm. and which ones, that may be why you may, may be having an effect, but we're learning lots more about different delivery mechanisms mechanisms. mechanisms. The big one is, and you brought it up earlier with Libya, is with the oil. You can actually adjust the dosage. It's different than smoking. And I do have to say, there is a concern. There's some roles for smoking, but I would say, I'd probably say vaporizer is safer. Um, If you're able to not even need to do vaporizer or smoking and get into the oil, it's way safer. Because when you're burning. The, the cannabis yeah. and the dry weed, there are carcinogens in there that cause other types of harm, and there's ways to do it without having to do that.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, um, it's an individual thing. You yeah. know, maybe maybe Donna doesn't like pills, but um, somebody else will. Yeah. And there's oil, and there's uh, vaporizers, and as I said, not everybody Let's wants to smoke. let find out what's smoke. best for the person. Yeah, not, not everybody wants to there. smoke, and um, I think you make a very good point about the supply, and uh, the issue of being high—it sounds like you know Donna has benefits from being yep. high, yep. but most people taking a medicine—you know—they want to take some medicine and they want to go to work.
2: Yeah, yeah, or go about their day, and so there's options. I yeah, think you options. Keep in yeah, keep an open mind. Lots of things.
1: Okay, and and it's not the 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 pharmacists. Uh, you know, they would like to dispense medical marijuana, but. All these decisions are made by the government. Yeah. So uh, if you have an issue about the way the dispensaries are, uh, have been handled, uh, you know, speak, to, speak to the government. Let's go to Bob in Burlington. Hi, Bob. Hello. Hi, Bob. How are you doing today? Fine. Good. Okay. I have just been
3: prescribed uh, Ciprolex. Yeah. For, uh, I've been having a little
2: down times. Yeah. Now, my question is, will I be on that the rest of my life? a uh, hard question to answer um hopefully not okay mm-hmm. the the medication is is used for a number of different things but it sounds like it's there to help you with your mood okay right. um and it really hopefully you're also getting support for your mood in other ways as well right and if you get both then there's potential where you don't need to mm-hmm. um it's uh if if It really depends on whether you need something to help you or not, obviously, right? So um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily lifelong. It's not black and white in this case. And Mm. I'd probably suggest that you do speak when you're speaking with your doctor and pharmacist. Uh, It sounds like you don't want to be on it all your life so no i don't yeah so speak with both of them when you're getting your medications and when you're when you're seeing your doctor to say hey what can i do to really address the actual underlying condition as well um and hopefully there's ways to basically help to resolve your mood and if you're fine then yeah down the road they can say yeah you won't taper you off and uh it's something you don't need to take on an ongoing basis
1: bob good luck with that thanks for your call thanks very much okay we can take one very quick one bill in oshawa because we're running out of time very quick please thank you Libby. uh to your guest, is there an over-the-counter
0: equivalent to a drug, Novacen, N-O-V-A-S-E-N, that I take for my osteoarthritis? I take one tablet a day at 325 milligrams.
2: Yep. That's, okay. uh That's aspirin, Bill, <laughs> and uh, ASA. So uh, go talk to your pharmacist. There should be like nine different versions of it on the <laughs> shelf out there uh, in the 325 milligrams. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, that's that was very good, quick on both ends. I like that, uh, and that is all the time we have for today. Many thanks to Billy Chung, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. There's uh, actually a lot more to discuss yeah. on this whole issue of medical marijuana, yeah,
2: and it'll just continue to grow. And we can talk again sometime.
1: Okay, we will mm-hmm. definitely talk again sometime. As I said, that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today. Free for All Friday coming up to. Tomorrow. So, uh, if you have more questions, call us back then. Uh, and we now break for traffic and
0: news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.